listening to On The Road with Mike and Andy, the number one Australian weekly trucking podcast made for Aussie truckies by Aussie truckies. Listen to On The Road on the Australian Big Rigs Radio Roadshow and via podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify and now also on iHeartRadio. Just search for On The Road Aussie Trucking Podcast. On The Road is brought to you by NTI, Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer. Visit the website at nti.com.au. G'day and welcome back to On The Road, Australia's number one trucking podcast. This week, Mike and Trevor Warner reflect on the topic of evidence collection in the road transport industry. Who's watching who, how is this information being gathered, and what does it mean to the average trucker just trying to get the job done? In something to talk about later in the show, we hear from a teenager who just loves trucks and has created his own little business to get his start in the industry. We've got our regular news segment where we dissect the latest happenings on the road, plus a few laughs and music from Hayseed Dixie and the Doobie Brothers. G'day, I'm Yogi from Outback Chuckers, and when I'm on the road, we're always on the road doing stuff out on the road, but when we're on the road, we're listening to the big rigs on the road. This is Simon Smith here from the Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com. Truck and radio is what we do across Australia 24-7. Loads of truck and classics every hour. If you'd like to drop us a line, love to hear from you at some stage. Our email address, bigrigradio at yahoo.com.au. Catch it down the road and take it steady out there. The Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com. When it comes to the music we play on our show, some of our listeners have requested straight up country. Some have asked for more rock and roll. So this week, to open up the show, here's a brave and crazy mix of both. Yep, it's time to put your tongue firmly in your cheek, uncover your funny bone and expose your ears to the craziness of Hayseed Dixie and their bluegrass-style demolition of ACDC's Highway to Hell. Stop me. 
going down. my friend Trevor Warner on the phone there the other day. Now Trevor is the Queensland representative for the National Road Freighters Association. He also runs a Facebook page called The Driver's Advocate. There's all sorts of interesting little tidbits on there for people to get their teeth into if they're interested. I encourage you to go and check it out. So we're having a conversation about the intelligence that's collected by the NHVR and various state road authorities and where that all comes from, where it all goes. So I'm going to cut into the conversation a little way in, and we'll take it from there. Trevor and I, as is usual, get off into the weeds. It turns into an interesting conversation. We talk about all sorts of things and share some opinions. Probably some of you have heard before, but I think shared in a different way. We can have the conversation about whether the intelligence collection that's done by all the cameras that are all over the place the NHBR work, and we can have the conversation about whether they actually know what's going on or they think they know what's going on or they've got no idea what's going on. What do you reckon it is, Trevor? Well, I've had this conversation with John Gilbert. You remember when they were talking about hiring private mercenaries to collect data using drones and roadside cameras on trailers and everything? Yeah. Didn't that end up happening and we're not doing that now? Yeah, no, that's still underway. I believe that trailer sitting out at the Underwindy New South Wales border at the moment, I believe that's one of them. Oh, right. I was, there was one at the bridge at Gundagai not long ago. That's right. I heard that on the grapevine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's just a trial at this stage, just to test and measure the data collection. Yeah. But all that does is it tracks the movements of the trucks across the highway. Yeah. It doesn't track the trucks' movements in the cities at this stage. But there's all those other cameras. I mean, every time you go under a bridge in Sydney, I mean, you drive under the M4, just about every single one of those overpasses has got a camera under it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I did hear a whisper that as of next month, that data is going to be merged with the safety cam data. Mm. So they can pretty well track everywhere you go. But if you're in an industrial estate, actually, I'll give you a real world example. Okay. I had two deliveries one day in Sydney. I had Aldi yep. and I had Woolies Mitchenbury. Luckily, I had Aldi on the back of the trailer, so I went and done that. Now, there's no cameras in there. Now, I got into Sydney, found a quiet little dead-end street. I had my seven hours sleep. I wandered up to Aldi, spent about an hour there, Yeah. come back down to Woolworths, and I've been at Woolies for up to nine hours. Right. Everything went south that day. Yeah. They were short on staff. They had system breakdowns, and we were all just told, look, we're just going to have to wait. Go back to sleep. We'll ring you when we can get you in. Mm. But I was on site there for nine hours one day, and... Yes, Mr. Gilbert, I did have a genuine seven hours sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but drivers were just beside themselves. Yeah. According to the modern award, and the TWU supports what I'm going to say, that time is not classified as loading and unloading, so therefore we don't get paid for it. So what the companies are doing is they're putting us into these places to do these deliveries. They don't have to pay for it. They don't have to pay a driver wages to make those deliveries. And there's no cameras in sight. Yeah. So it doesn't record the amount of time that you're waiting to get onto a dock or time on the dock or anywhere where there's not a camera. So whatever the surveillance is as sparse as what it is, mm. it's only really tracking the corridors of the main cities and intra-city routes, yep. Pacific Highway, Newell Highway and the Hume Highway and various others. But that's all that's being tracked. 
So it's not really a complete data set and they rely on the drivers. Now that we've got EWDs, mm. they can access that data as well upon a notice to produce mm. and they can access that data. So that will complete the picture. Yeah, well, the New South Wales guys have got all that IAP data, the Intelligent Access Program data. That all goes straight to them, doesn't it? Of course, yeah, I believe it does, yeah. Mm. yeah. So they've got that. So with the high productivity vehicles, they know exactly what those trucks are doing. Mm. And they'll probably see, oh, yeah, that truck's been parked at, say, Coles at Eastern Creek for five hours. Yeah. But they don't know if it's a local driver that's doing it while the long-distance driver's catching a rest. Yeah. All that sort of thing. Now, as a truck driver from a regional area, we've got to go to the cities, do what we need to do, reload, come back to our area, and then go home. We just can't park the truck in Eastern Creek and catch a taxi up to Penrith and go home, for example. Yeah, that's right. We're there with the truck. So they're making assumptions still with only half the data. And the NHR do understand what we do because we've told them off the record that this is what we do. Mm. And these are the flexibilities that we need to happen. But we're only doing that because we're told to do that by the consigners and the consignees. And the trucking company owners, they're just trying to balance it all out and make it work as best they can. Mm. But at the end of the day, you know, as I've said, and you've quoted me, you know, the day goes on, but the pay doesn't necessarily go on. Absolutely. And my view has always been that if you're required to be there, you're required to be on the scene, then you are at work and you should be paid. It's been a long, long, long time since I've been anywhere near a DC, mate. Mm. I think the last DC I went to was Larapinta. Yep. So that was probably the last time. And that was, mate, that'd be 10 years ago. I remember going into that cool store joint in Laverton there. I think it used to be Swire Cold Stores or whatever it is there. I think it's Oxford. Oxford, that's the one. Yep. And there's the other one there that's around on Boundary Road. Is it Boundary Road? Uh, Mary Cold Now. Mary yeah. Cold Now, yep. Mm-hmm. You used to go in there and you had to drive the bloody trolley yourself and get the freight out of the trailer yourself. Is that still the case, do you know? Thankfully, COVID put a stop to that. <laughs> Did it really? Gee, well, that's a uh, silver lining, isn't it? It is, it is, but pretty sure they'll find a way to get around that little one and we'll be back unloading ourselves again now. Here's a classic case. We're using the lifting equipment. So technically under the Fair Work Act, or the sorry, the modern award for the long-distance truck drivers, mm. that's actually loading or unloading because you are physically driving the lifting device and you are removing the freight from your truck. Yep. But they've twisted that around now that if it takes you less than an hour to do that, mm. they still don't have to pay it. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. So you sat in the car park for three hours and not got paid, but you got paid for that 20 minutes it took to actually unload your truck. What amused me about that joint was I went in there and I had no idea how to drive one of those lifting things. I'd never done any training on it, never done an induction on it, never done a job safety analysis on it or a safe work method statement or any of those things that we're expected to do. Mm -hmm. And they're expecting me to unload the trailer. Now, it all seems quite simple, and it is quite simple, until something goes wrong you squash someone or you run over something or you fall off and twist your ankle or whatever and then someone says well were you supposed to be doing that this is where drivers get caught between a rock and a hard place and i actually said to the guy i remember quite clearly i said to him mate i've got no idea what i'm doing and he just smiled at me and said oh you'll work it out put the freight over there isn't it funny i was only having a conversation this morning about how we learnt the skills that we learnt, and it was technically a series of near misses oh that's right not the best way to learn though is it <laughs> No, no, no. Luckily, they were minor near misses and no skin removed, but that was just good luck over good management. Yeah, well, I had this conversation with Adam Gibson not that long ago. We were talking about how we learned about how to drive our trucks and how far we could go. 
and it was gauged on getting that sick feeling in the pit of your guts that you might have got it wrong mm-hmm. and going, well, I won't go quite that quick around that one next time. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now we've got all the data and that, that can tell us we can learn from it without getting those sick near-miss experiences, but people don't seem to be accepting of the technology, which astounds me, to be honest. That's it. And one of the things... Yeah, I'm driving a new Volvo and, you know, it's got all the whiz-bang stuff. It's got the driver assistance system, which tells me if I'm wobbling over the road too much, if I'm wandering in another lane, it, it beeps and carries on. Mm. But I've got an older set of trailers that doesn't have the ABS or the EBS, mm. but it's got all these pretty lights all over it. Well, <laughs> all these pretty lights cause the computer to shut down and I never had any lights on my trailer. And it took the Volvo mechanic four hours to find a solution. Mm. Of course, all at technician rate. So the boss probably got a bill for 600 bucks. And we've got trailers that have got ABS and they have electrical problems. The last thing you need in the back of Burke at 3 a.m. in the morning is an electrical problem. Yeah. So this is my issue with all this technology. It's creating more complicated systems. Mm. And we are in probably one of the roughest countries in the world. And we're a long way from help. Yeah, that's right. It's got its pros and cons. It's all right for city trucks here. That's only a phone call away. But out central Queensland, you've got a load of bananas on and Woolies wants them the next day. And you're saying, oh, sorry, I can't. I've popped the fuse and I can't find the fuse. Yeah, they just don't get it. Mm. But just on just on technology, you know how you and Adam were talking about the new stability systems? Yeah. My old boss had a, let's call it a 10 cent fix for it because you get 10 cents for a can of Coke these days at the recycle bin. Yep. He said, if you put a can of Coke on your dash and it slides when you're going into a corner or around a corner, yep. you're going too fast. That's right. And if the can falls over, you can just reset it and put it back upright again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I've heard that story before. <laughs> It's true, though. But it's true. You can feel it through your backside in the seat that if you've got to hang onto that wheel just that little bit too tight, you know you're going too hot into that corner. Yeah, well, the pucker factor sort of determines the speed on the roundabout, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I get into trouble these days by guys pushing me, pushing me along because... I'm not driving this daisy. Mm. I went into Sydney the other day at 65 tonne. Mm. I knew that all those roundabouts, you had to take them steady in all the corners. Mm. Old mate behind me probably had a, a load of express post on and he didn't care. And it causes of interesting times out on the highway. Well, it can do. Create some interesting conversation on the UHF at times. <laughs> it does, but not as interesting if you're lying on your side and you shut the whole damn highway down. Oh, yeah, that becomes more interesting. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> you make the phone call, say, dispatch, you're never going to believe what's happened. <laughs> I haven't made that phone call and I don't intend to, mate. No, not a good phone call to have to make, I wouldn't think. No. We'll be back right after this. There's nothing more devastating for a truck operator than to be involved in a serious road incident. We've all seen the impact of heavy vehicle accidents and at these times, when people are most vulnerable, it's critical that they have immediate support from a strong, stable, reliable and experienced organisation. NTI is Australia's number one truck insurer, the specialist you can count on to protect your transport and logistics assets, with the know-how to take control of the situation and the capability to reduce lost income by getting trucks back on the road again as soon as possible. Specialist products, experienced people, accredited repair and recovery networks and industry advocacy is what we do. It's our specialty and we've been doing it for more than 45 years. For more information, visit the website at nti.com.au 
or go to the NTI Facebook page. All right, mate. So is there anything else that you want to talk about while I've got you? No, I think we've think we've covered everything in, in relation to that. You got anything off the driver's advocate page, which is interesting at the moment? I've got a few things that I'm working on. Michael Kane and the TWU and Nat Road and RTO, who opposed our application. Oh, I remember. Last year, you remember? Oh, I remember. Well, we've reloaded. Yep. We've reacquired a target and we're just in the process of talking to the lawyers and working out how to best word it. Yep. We know exactly where we're going to be targeting. So we'll see who are these highly paid lawyers deem that we should only be paid for 11 hours instead of the 17 hours that we just worked. Yeah, well, it just strikes me as amazing. I mean, they're talking about with this AFM model about getting us to do more work, bigger combinations. I think I made a smart-ass comment a little while ago about, oh, it's all right, mate, don't worry. We'll get blokes, we'll have them driving quad-axle B-doubles or pocket road trains. We'll speed limit them to 90 kilometres now because we want to be safe. Mm-hmm. We'll cut down their productivity by 10%, but it doesn't matter. We'll be able to give the customers a discount and we'll make dollars out of it, mate. Absolutely. That's how it works these days. Absolutely. They're cutting 60% or 50% more yeah. extra freight in the B-double, and now we've got the B-triples and the double road trains. Yeah, it's going to win, and what really annoys us is coming down from North Queensland, I typically do produce, so I'm generally carrying 30,000 kilos of produce. Yep. Now, the whole argument is we're talking one lousy cent per kilo of bananas or tomatoes or avocados. Yep one cent to pay the driver like any other worker in Australia would get paid. If you work 17 hours, you get paid for 17 hours. Yep. While ever you're not released from duty, in other words, you can't duck over to the pub for a quick beer. That's right. Yep. You should be getting paid. Now, that's all we're asking for. Yep. Now, SATA, South Australia Road Transport Association, said it was outrageous and industry destroying (laughs) that drivers would expect to be paid that amount of money. And yet, at the consumer level, we're talking one lousy cent per kilo of bananas. It makes me just cringe. And it really does make my blood boil when I hear someone say, oh, you know, we can't afford to pay the drivers that much money. Mm -hmm. There's not enough in it. The margins are too thin. We can't afford to do it. My answer back to that is, as an employee, that's not my problem. Mm. Charge the customers what it costs to do the job. It's as simple as that. You know, we don't need to talk about it any more than that. No, that's right. We have laws in this country. We have safe work laws or like workplace health and safety laws. We have wages laws. We have tax laws, GST laws, all sorts of laws which govern the cost of sales of a business. That's your bottom line. I wonder how you're going to go getting your plumber to work for a couple of hours for free or your carpenter or your builder or your electrician or, God forbid, your mechanic. No one works for free. Truck drivers. Truck drivers work for free. Politicians don't work for free. It just blows my mind that anyone can stand there like the South Australian Road Transport Association. I wonder if Shearer works for free. Do you reckon he works for free? It would be interesting what his hourly rate is. I really don't know, but I had a quick phone call the other day and I've been told what the unions are on. Mm. And for the amount of work that they do, I reckon they're on a 200% increase in compared to what I earn <laughs> on an hourly basis. <laughs> Yeah, well, you sit down and think about what we earn, mate, what we take home. People say, oh, mate, you know, you earn three grand a fortnight or you earn, in my old job, you know, I always took home two grand a week. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was working 60 hours a week, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. You know, luckily I was getting paid properly. But there are a lot of guys out there that aren't. And that's one of the things that drive me forward, just to try and sort of get a fair go for people. 
Maybe I should be in the union. Maybe I should take over. I believe there's a couple of vacancies in Queensland. <laughs> I think there's been a few blokes stood aside. I heard there is, but I'm pretty sure that you and I wouldn't pass the political correctness test. No, that's probably right too, mate. Maybe we call a spade a spade and some of the people out there might think we're speaking harshly of them. <laughs> and like I said at the Senate inquiry, all what we're asking for is the law to be obeyed and the law to be applied equally as an Australian citizen and an Australian worker covered by the Fair Work Act. Yep. We're not asking for anything special. We're not asking for bonuses above and beyond. Just pay us the minimum mm. and that's sufficient. Yep. You can make a living and pay the mortgage Maybe if you're really lucky, you can put some money aside for a couple of weeks' holiday away a year. Yeah. Well, this is the other thing. I mean, in principle, I don't even have an objection to flat rate, hourly rate, and saying, listen, we'll give you X dollars an hour for every hour that you work. In principle, I don't have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. In principle, I don't have a problem with no penalty rates on the weekend. Yeah. Because to me, honestly, and I'm being honest here, it's just Saturday, Sunday, just another day. It means different things to different people. For me personally, if I have Monday, Tuesday off instead of Saturday, Sunday, no skin off my nose. Yep. If you want to negotiate that deal, that's fine. But as long as you're getting paid an appropriate amount of money for the hours that you work, and it's an hourly rate, you're getting paid for what you do for the hours, yep. I don't really care what that is. It's a principal thing. It's certainly not like driving a kilometre rate, getting paid from GPO to GPO when you're loading at Maroochydore or whatever and driving the Dandenong. That's right. Now, just to really drive that home to show how we've been unfairly disadvantaged, mm. Coles come out there last year, the year before, and some of their managers were being underpaid because they were on a salary. Yep. But they were clocking on and clocking off. Well, the Fair Work Ombudsman discovered during their investigation that the amount of hours on the time card mm. compared to the salary, there was an imbalance and Coles had actually underpaid those managers. Coles? Yeah, Coles had underpaid those managers because they'd come up with a salary package, but the amount of work that was expected, yep. the salary package wasn't sufficient, legally sufficient. Yep. Now, as a truck driver... We should be subject to exactly the same thing, but we're not. The Fair Work Commission just said, no, there's not enough evidence to support your argument. And yet we've got all these other bits of case law that have happened that they completely disregarded. Now, with a flat rate, if they come up with, you know, you get six months worth of logbooks and you lay them all out, yep. 39 bucks an hour, let's just sell 40 bucks an hour, make it easy. Yep. Some weeks you lose a bit, some weeks you gain a bit, yep. 40 bucks an hour over 80 hours. That's a reasonable wage considering you're working two full-time jobs. That's right. Well, if you got your electrician doing it, it would be costing you a damn sight more. Oh, absolutely. He wouldn't even get out of bed for $40 an hour. No, that's right. So it's a simple solution, but as you keep saying, there's motivations in this industry, and now it's obviously in government as well, where yep. the Fair Work Commission have got the same motivations. Yep. And I think it's all to do with superannuation funds and company profits myself. Well, don't even start me on the superannuation. <laughs> Mate, you just keep throwing red rags at me. I'm trying to wrap you up and you just keep throwing <laughs> red rags at me. Buddy, how many truck drivers do you know that get superannuation on every hour they work? No, no, they get it on 38 hours. 38 hours. You can rack that up by Wednesday. Yep, that's right. And at 75 kilometres an hour when most of us get scheduled to run at 86 kilometres an hour. <laughs> Uh, we'll leave that for another day, eh? We'll leave it for another day, mate. Thanks for your time, Trevor. I do appreciate you coming on the show, and you keep it safe out there, mate. Enjoy your drive down to Bris Vegas tomorrow. Thanks, Mike. It's always a pleasure yakking to you. Good on you, mate. Catch you later.
you need signage or graphics for your truck, trailer, van, boat, equipment or business, the Sticker Shed is the fast and cost efficient large format digital print and vinyl cut graphic business that can meet all your needs. They specialise in signs, graphics, decals, stickers, banners, one-way window signage and even large-scale canvas prints. Don't be fooled by the name, the Sticker Shed has a fully mobile production facility which means they can manufacture your signage or graphics on the spot. Even if they're not in your area, they can still custom make your signs, stickers and graphics and ship them to you. For more information or to obtain a quote, send an email to brett at thestickershed.com.au, visit the Sticker Shed Facebook page or call Brett on 0412-105-151. The Sticker Shed, their business is making your business look great. just wanted to stop by for a moment and say, g'day, how are you? No, I mean, how are you? Really? Physical and mental health is a significant issue for the Australian road transport and logistics industries. Risk factors like long hours, workplace isolation, pressure to meet deadline deliveries and the need for continual alertness all contribute to making us vulnerable to physical and mental health issues. Driving a truck for a living can take its toll in lots of different ways. It's a tough gig that demands a lot from drivers and their families, both physically and mentally. Long periods away from home, tight deadlines and constant time pressures can make life on the road pretty challenging. And when you're an owner-driver, there's a business to run too. But drivers have a special strength of character, working hard to get the job done, to deliver on time and to support their families. Like our trucks, our bodies and minds need regular attention too. Sounds obvious, right? But when it comes to taking care of ourselves, it's not always that easy, especially when you don't know what's around the next bend. As much as it might feel that way sometimes, you are not alone. There are some incredible people and organisations in our industry whose sole focus is on helping you to stay healthy in body, mind and spirit. They care about you and hear it on the road, so do we. Health in Gear is a program for drivers with a range of small actions that can help you to feel healthier and happier on the road and at home. They can share with you the small things that can make a big difference, keeping you well and keeping the wheels turning. Healthy Heads in Trucks and Sheds is all about providing people in the logistics industry with what they need to support their mental health and well-being. You've got friends you haven't met yet who are there for a chat whenever you might feel the need to talk to someone who understands and cares. Visit Health in Gear, Healthy Heads in Trucks and Sheds, Beyond Blue or Lifeline. All these numbers and addresses are listed on our website at ontheroadpodcast.com.au. We all genuinely share the same sentiment when we say, take care of yourselves, guys. We really just want to see everyone get home safe and well. I see him fine, yeah, I'm fine, oh, I'm fine, hey, I'm fine, but I'm not. So let the truth be told. 
Just a quick word about our sponsors. Go to our webpage, www.ontheroadpodcast.com.au. You can see who the friends of the show are. And if their products are something that you are interested in or something that you may need, please support them because they support us and they bring our show to you. Road News is brought to you by Big Rigs, Australia's national road transport newspaper. Once again, news time, Mike. How's things up in the Pilbara this week? It's hot and sweaty, mate. It's uh, really quite warm. Not really very humid, but it's a lot warmer than it is in other parts of the country, let me tell you, mate. This time last week, you're complaining about being cold. Yeah, no, this time this week I'm complaining about being hot, mate. Oh, yeah. Sweaty in the cab of a truck, let me tell you. I imagine it would be. And just a wee bit dusty. And a wee bit dusty, yep. Mm. I look like a bit of a bloody orange man earlier <laughs> on today. I had a bit of iron all over my bloody shirt and everything. All right, I'll start calling you the Donald. <laughs> I've been called worse. Yes, I know. I'll tell you what, mate, I'm just tired, you know. It's just a change of pace and we're trying to come to terms with a new job and the learning curve. Mm. We have had a bit of a tragedy up here this week. A bloke lost his life on the job that I'm actually going on to. So mm. been a bit of a challenge for everyone. Fortunately, no one really to blame. Unfortunately, it was just a tragic accident that took this young bloke's life. And yeah. that's trucking. And, well, you know how I feel about all this, mate. Sure do. There's some people being affected by it. And the company I'm working for has got a great support network. And the guys are taking advantage of that. So Good. I've got nothing particularly happy or funny to say today. I'm just not in the mood. Understood, mate. We've got quite a bit to cover this week, so we better just kick on with it. Right. So first up, we've got lockdowns featuring again pretty much right across the country. Yeah. And with five weeks to go, organisers of the NCP Casino Truck Show have decided to cancel the show as it just wouldn't be feasible to hold it this year. Yeah. Well, this is what they feared was going to happen with the Brisbane Truck Show, and we managed to get away with it. Yeah. Casino is probably one of the other really big shows in the country where a lot of people down that way with trucks and they get into it, and it's always usually a good turnout, plenty of bling for the public to see. Unfortunately, this COVID thing's reared its ugly head again, and here we go. So no truck show at Casino, mate. Really, really sad. Mm. They're going to do a virtual charity truck show, which has been organised by the young Aussie truckies, mm. which we talked about there before. Yep. But these uh, virtual avenues are probably all we've got at the moment. It's a bit of a shame. Um, hopefully we can get back to normal soon. Yeah, well, let's hope so. Well, it's interesting because there is actually talk tonight about them possibly changing the third state of origin to Newcastle. Yep. So you'd think if they could do the state of origin at Newcastle, they could do a truck show at Casino. But anyway. You'd think, wouldn't you? But is there a point holding the uh, third state of origin, mate? Oh, yes, please. Yeah, well, we're only 70 to 6 up at this stage, so I'm hoping to get over the 100. <laughs> I'm spoken like a true New South Welshman in Queensland. We don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> Mate, Transport and Main Roads Queensland has told Lockyer MP Jim McDonald that, and, and we won't do any old McDonald's Farms jokes this week. Oh, come on. Old McDonald had a farm. <laughs> He's told Jim McDonald <laughs> that Portaloos at the Gatton decoupling facility would be as much of a biosecurity risk as permanent toilets. Yeah. But McDonald, <laughs> along with local protester Wes Walker, are digging in for a long fight. <laughs> Uh, there's a great picture of him on the Big Rigs newspaper webpage there, mate. Truckies need toilets and all that sort of stuff. Mm. You need a poo, you need a loo and all that sort of thing. And there he is sitting there with his stripes and his ankles sitting on a ceramic bowl. It's really mm. quite funny. 
You want to know what's really funny? What? They didn't build a toilet in a facility worth $18 million. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't put a toilet there. Do they think the truckies don't need to go to the toilet? Do they think that we can just walk into the scrub and that's going to be good? That's a bit of a bloody hazard itself, isn't it? Well, it is, but wasn't it the local universities' issue with it because of it was yeah. their local lands around there being contaminated by toilets at the pads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder what happens to all the toilet material from the places nearby. Mm. They suggested that you go for a walk up to the BP. It's only three k's away. Bugger it, why not? Yeah, if you're busting, that wouldn't hurt too much. <laughs> I can just imagine the quick wobble, you know, that quick hustle that you get going when you... Anyway, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's not go there, mate. There's too much of a vigil for me at this time of the night. Knees together. Oh, dear. Talking before about COVID, with the New South Wales economy taking a $2 billion hit from the current two-week lockdown in that state, mm. Road Freight New South Wales is urging Patrick and the Maritime Union of Australia to put an end to their escalating port dispute. <laughs> oh, they just go on and on, don't they? If only it were that easy. Oh, look, it's just bloody ridiculous. No one deserves to be hit by this sort of crap. I mean, mm. Let's just face some facts. These guys are always after a little bit more, you know, and it's always at the expense of the same group of people. Yep. Road Freight New South Wales have got every right to be a little bit miffed about the whole thing. Mm. O'Hara said Road Freight for New South Wales is proud to see truckers back on the front line during the two-week COVID lockdown. We've been on the front line the whole time. But for some holidays and things like that, I don't know a truck driver who hasn't been out there doing the job. Yeah. It's been a challenge because you never know what's going on from one day to the next. The knee-jerk reactions and the goalposts being moved, just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So Road Freight for New South Wales is calling for our industry to be better protected, frontline workers to be given priority access to the COVID-19 vaccinations to manage outbreaks of the virus across the country. Mm. That's a wonderful thing, and you know I would say to you, if you want to go and get vaxxed, by all means, go and do it, but don't be forced into it. Make your own mind up. Absolutely. And as our news works further south, it's a bit of a north to south on the east coast this week. It is, isn't it? The Supreme Court in Victoria has ordered three transport companies to share the $465,000 in damages awarded to a driver injured in an incident in 2015. Yeah, this guy was uh, moving a gate and the bolt that held the support which holds the gates on the slide along the tracks on a tour line, the bolt broke off and the gate came down and clocked him and caused him some injuries. It's one of those things, if you look at the way this story is, I was pretty intrigued with the arm's length relationships we've got between different people. The bloke drove the truck belonging for one company, the trailer's owned by another company, Another company's engaged to perform all the safety inspections and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Everyone's got their own little bit of responsibility. And pleased to see that the beak has decided that they're all three responsible. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, one of the crowds that's been found responsible, Red Star, are in liquidation. Everyone knows this. Mm. So the guy really, he's not going to be very high on the pecking order when it comes to Red Star's creditors, is he? Mm. And this is unfortunate. For me, there's still a little bit to go there. This bloke's been awarded 465000 That includes 275000 for pain and suffering and 190000 for economic loss. Liability for the damage has been apportioned 45% to both TNT and Red Star and 10% to Closet or Closed or whatever they call themselves, however they pronounce it. Mm. So 45% to TNT and Red Star, what, 22.5% of that's going to go missing. So... Mm. That's unfair. I think that needs to be addressed. You know, I mean, you have a look at the picture of the bolt there. You can see it's a fresh fracture. It's not rusty or anything like that. Yep. 
guys are getting injured by this sort of crap all the time and people have been getting away with it for years. Now there's a ruling that says that someone's responsible. The other thing that makes me dirty, the one person that should be paying for it isn't going to pay a cent. Yeah. So that makes me cranky, that one, mate. It does indeed. Something else that's made you cranky. Yeah. This next story we're going to talk about. Following on from the ongoing story we've been covering about the contract issues between Subbies and Toll at the Coles DC in Brisbane, there's a few new conflicting updates, Mike. Oh, mate, this is just a buddy. It's a clown show. That's all over the place. What else can you call it? Yep. Eh? It's a clown show. So these guys have decided that they'll maintain the old rates for people that own one truck only. If you've got a couple of trucks in there, we're going to revert to the new rates. The short story of it is, is the minimum loss is 300 a week. That's the minimum loss. Yep. But it, it works out more than that. If we read down the story here as it appears in the Big Rigs News webpage there, if you look at someone with payments of 600 a week on an 80-odd $1,000 second-hand Euro 5 truck hmm. and look at the pay cut that they've got, by the time they pay to run the damn thing, they're not making any money. Hmm. It's not making any sense for them to do it. And the bloke who's the source for the story with Big Rigs has basically said, to quote him, I'll be out on my ass as well after that. And his earnings are now down up to 60% each week. I was having a bit of a chat to Glenn Stirl the other day, who's also quoted in the story. Mm. He can't believe the way this is going. He can't believe the temerity these bastards have to basically think this is all right. And what he says here, you can't have different rates to pay the same job. Well, this is true. How can you have two different rates for different people on the same job? It's Mm. (laughs) talk about inequity, talk about a pay gap. There's something that's real and it's bullshit. Tolls and Coles, they really do deserve a clip up the ear for this. To quote Glenn Stirl, the Tolls and Coles, how the hell can you look at yourselves in the mirror each morning and think you've done a good job? Stop stuffing around, reintroduce the old rates for all the categories for the subbies and then get on with rebuilding the trust that you've lost with your valued customers, valued owner drivers and people who've worked with you for many years. I've verbaled him a little bit, I added a bit. Mm. Two words for you, Tolls and Coles, dignity and respect. It's just wrong. It's wrong. So wrong. It'd be interesting to hear how they would try and justify it. Oh, mate. <laughs> there will be no one who wants to come out in public and justify no, it. No, that's right. They'll just sit there and admire the problem. That's what they do. Yeah. If, if you're really cynical, and I sometimes can be. No. <laughs> don't disagree with me, will you? <laughs> I can't, <laughs> mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can be a little bit cynical. The fact is... You look at all this, right? They've had the rates. They've wanted to cut the rates. They've had the argument. They've had the fight. They back down in the end. They managed to pay the rates that they were paying before, and they haven't given anyone a pay rise. Yeah. And they come out of looking good because we've given in. Mm. How cynical is that? Yes. But then this chap saying that's not actually quite the case anyway. No, no, it's not because they've changed the rates. Yeah, again. There are people that are going to go out the back door mm. as a result of this. Mm. It will happen. What I was saying with my cynical comment is that they've had an argument, changed nothing, mm. and probably made themselves look a little bit better, or they think they've made themselves look a bit better in the process, when really all they've done is piss everyone off. Yeah, compounded it. Yeah. Anyway. you got another story for us? I do have another story for you. I'm not even going to give you the sound effect, mate. Okay, good. It's not breaking. <laughs> it's not breaking news. <laughs> it's breaking news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a subscription to a, a magazine. It's a sister publication of Big Rigs. And the line is on the headline, One Country, Eight Systems. 
the guy basically is just carrying on about how this COVID crisis has brought in sharp focus the problems with our federal system of government and blurred the lines of responsibility, the tendency to blame everyone else at all levels of government for everything that's gone wrong. And what he's talking about in his story is just broadly what's happened with all the border closures and the fact that the transport industries had to be pretty nimble-footed to try and keep up with the moving goalposts and get the freight task done. We've had drivers who have been working the whole time who, for want of a piece of paperwork or for want of a clear explanation in an application for a border pass, haven't been able to continue to do their job. And, you know, I believe one case actually been put in quarantine, you know. Mm. It's, it's all about the toilet rolls, apparently. Yeah. I really don't understand sometimes. The drivers are out on the road. They're expected to keep up to date with everything, mm. expected to be across all the latest requirements. They're expected to apply for the right permit, have the right paperwork, entering New South Wales or anywhere else, truckies have to declare what they're doing, declare where they're going, yada, 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 yada. We just can't keep jumping through these hoops. And the worst part about it is the goalposts move at a moment's notice. Mm. I mean, people are getting on aeroplanes, flying to state, there's a lockdown that happens, and all of a sudden they're good when they left, but when they land, they're not. Yeah. Crazy. It is. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. And we've been dealing with it now. I mean, welcome to year two of the 14 days to flatten the curve, you know? Yeah. It's craziness. Yeah. When you see transport magazines starting to write about stuff like this in this way, they're normally fairly conservative. They normally don't like to poke the bear too much. To see something like that in print in a transport magazine really does make me think that people are starting to just be over it. Oh, yeah. Just let us do our job. That's what we love doing. It's what we're out here doing. Just trying to do the job. Yeah. That's it from me, mate. All right, mate. Well, as per normal, I've got a couple of tips for you. Have you? Help you on your way. I'm listening. You know, my ears are raised. <laughs> In anticipation. <laughs> Tip number one, Mike. When you think you might have found Miss Wright, <laughs> just make sure that her first name isn't always. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've had one of those. Yeah. Not saying I'm speaking from personal experience, but, you know. No, no. And my tip number two for you, when you go into court, just remember you're putting your fate into the hands of 12 people who weren't smart enough to get out of jury duty. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Right, yep. There you go. No, that's good. No, good. Good work. All right, mate. Well, you have a good one and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, it's great to talk to you, mate. You take care of yourself. I'll, uh, I'll catch up with you soon, I hope. Cheers, bud. Good on you, mate. Bye. For all the latest industry news, go to www.bigrigs.com.au. Hey, everyone. Kermie here. Hope you're travelling well, staying safe, and on the right side of the white line, by which, of course, I mean the left. I also hope you're tuning in to the On The Road podcasts with Mike and Andy, because if you're not, two things will happen. One, you'll be missing out on some great interviews, a good few laughs, and what's generally going on out there in truck land. Uh, what's the other thing? Ah, that's it. You won't have heard this plug for On The Road. Mm. Okay then, so, those of you who are already on here, go and tell your mates about On The Road. They can find it on Spotify or iTunes at On The Road Aussie Trucking Podcast. But you knew that, didn't you? Because you're already... Yeah, look, just go and sell them, okay? Cheers, and take care of you. Yeah, old mate Mick the Oz Trucker with you, and I've got a young fellow with me from up at Gatton. His name's Lachlan Harm, and he sent me a text message, and he told me a bit about himself, and I thought, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear, this young fellow's got the bug early. 
I better get him on the show and we'll have a quick chat with him. So, how are you, Lachlan? How's it going, mate? Yeah, not bad. Yourself? All right. So, you're a bit into the trucks then? Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> What's your favourite <laughs> truck, mate? Oh, old W model. Oh, hold us out, maybe. They're older than you are, mate. <laughs> yeah, oh, well. <laughs> better than some of the new ones. Oh, you won't get an argument out of me there, mate. Did you go down the truck show, did you? Yeah, yeah. We went three days. Okay, right, eh? Did you see the new legend? Yeah, like that. What did you think of that? You reckon that was all right? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> did you get the other set up in the cab? Yeah, yeah, yep. You did? Comfy. They're pretty cool in there, aren't they? Yeah, you got the good switches. You don't happen to know where I can get a couple of hundred so I can buy one, do you? Oh, asking myself the same. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no worries. So you sent me a text message. Yeah. You're into the show, which is lovely. I appreciate that. You've got a bit of a truck wash thing happening, you tell me, mate. What's the story there? Yeah, but I've loved trucks all my life, and I wanted to get a job around trucks, but I'm too young, everyone says. Yep. So I had the motivation from my family and friends to start my own, like a little bit of a truck wash around here, yep. a bit of mobile truck wash. Yep. Dad helps me out a bit getting around here now, washing trucks. Yep. So where are you up at Gatton? Yeah, around Gatton, mate. And you can hook the trailer up, and Dad tows the trailer around, and you wash the trucks? Yeah, we can get him on the broom sometimes, too. <laughs> He's a driver too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you think you'd have enough during the week, mate? Yeah, nah, he's happy to help, so. Okay. So when are you available to watch the trucks? Um, Any time after school, so like any time after four and any time over the weekend. All right, oh, so and out round the Gatton Way, so. Yeah, Lockyer Valley. Around the Lockyer Valley. So people have to have their own water because you don't have a water tank yet, do you? Nah, no, not yet. All right, well. Maybe someone out there will have one they can let you have or give you one for cheap or something, I don't know. Yeah. So how do the drivers get older if they want their truck washed? Uh, give us a call on 0434235637. Yep. Or you can find us at Facebook on at Reflection Truck Washing. At Reflection Truck Wash on Facebook. Yep. Righto, and you do it all by hand. All by hand. Well, that's good. How long does it take, mate? Oh, B-double probably take us two hours, a bit longer, to do it properly. To do it properly, righto. Yeah, tie, shine, and chamois. Tie, shine, and chamois as well. Yep, that's why the price is up a little bit than the other ones. Oh, right, eh? So, what are we charging to do the 9 0, mate? Just 180 for the prime mover. Yep, and uh, obviously you provide a receipt and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, sure do. <laughs> well, that's bloody great, mate. I'm happy to have heard from you, happy to have met you, mate, and happy to give you a little plug on the show. Yeah. And I reckon we might have to send you out a cap and a couple of pens and a couple of stickers as well. Sounds good, mate. Cheers for having me. You're right, mate. You're entirely welcome. Just hang on there, mate, and when we're finished, I'll get your details off you so I can send those things out to you, mate. Thanks for contacting me, and I'll see you on the road. See you, mate. Well, whatever kind of day you're having today, whether it's raining, cold or just a bit on the dull side, here's an old classic to button up the show. Let's get rocking down the highway with who else but the Doobie Brothers.
That brings us to the end of another On The Road show brought to you by NTI, Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer. For more On The Road news and additional features, visit our website at www.ontheroadpodcast.com.au. Be sure to join us same time next week. In the meantime, play nice with each other and most of all, stay safe out there. Bye for now. The team here at On The Road are great believers in the right to free speech, and whilst we might not always be in 100% agreement with the views and opinions of our guests and contributors, we firmly support their right to hold and express those opinions. (laughs) 